Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arp Excellence, a Ruth-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. I have like three different articles going right now, three different articles, and apparently I don't want to write any of them because I'm doing a podcast instead. I was just on the Cub Reporter looking up some information that I had requested. The information was there. Nick Castellanos has an opt-out this offseason. I think you knew that. I've mentioned that in a previous podcast. And I had asked Arizona Phil, because if I have a question and I'm trying to figure, you know, there, there ought to be somebody out there who knows the answer to this question, but I just don't know. Do I want to invade somebody's Twitter? Do I want to openly post that? No, in that instance, go ask Arizona Phil. He knows the answer. And I don't have to hunch it or hypothetical it or anything like that. The Nick Castellanos situation. Actually, I don't know that it mirrors the Cubs situation at all, but looking at the Nick Castellanos thing gives a bit of a backdrop to what I think will probably happen with the Cubs this offseason. So I will talk some Nick Castellanos. I've done it before. And you probably know where this ends up with Castellanos. But after talking Castellanos, Nick Castellanos and the future is the basic premise of this podcast. After the World Series ends, World Series ends, fly ball, caught, game over, yay, that team won. Maybe it has a cub on it. Maybe it doesn't have a cub on it. Um, after the World Series, Nick Castellanos has five days to decide whether he's going to opt out of his contract or not. Five days to decide whether he's going to opt out of his contract. Not two months, not, you know, not, not an extended period of time. Five days. Nick Castellanos is a very good baseball player and he is a businessman. He has an agent. I don't know who his agent is, but his agent is a businessman. His agent does not get giddy about this baseball venue or that. Ba it's about a business. It's about making money. It's about making certain that Nick Castellanos is going to be well paid. Five days after the World Series. Right now, that might look a bit of a ways off, but really, it's going to sneak up on us kind of quick. And however, the Nick Castellanos uh, currently has a wrist injury. Maybe the Reds will do very well. Maybe they will make the playoffs. Maybe they will miss the playoffs. Maybe blah, blah, blah. All, all the options are there. I don't think the Reds are going to make the playoffs, but either way, maybe they do. And for... Five days after the World Series, Nick Castellanos is going to have to survey the universe. How confident is Nick Castellanos? How confident is Nick Castellanos' agent that the baseball world is going to aggressively spend on free agents staring down a lockout? How confident is Nick Castellanos 
that owners are going to want to pay him $18 million a year, or I think it's something around that, to play baseball after a lockout. How confident are you, not that fans will want owners to spend money. That's not the question. That's not the question. You're answering the wrong question if that's what you're going with. Are owners going to willingly spend money after a lockout? If you think owners are going to happily spend money, after a lockout, then perhaps it would be a good idea for Nick Castellanos to opt out. But if owners are going to say, you know, really, um, we're going to try to limit spending, then it would probably be a good idea for Nick Castellanos to not opt out of his contract. Now, I'm going to take a little bit of a departure. And talk about the Chicago Cubs. This, well, last month, late last month, Jed Hoyer spent all the ticket money for this year. All the ticket money. Went into uh, Tom Ricketts' office. I want to be able to pay down contracts to add prospect talent. Now, there are some fans who said Tom Ricketts would not allow Jed Hoyer to do that. They were wrong. They were wrong. Jed Hoyer paid everything down to get more in return from the Mets, to get more in return from the Yankees, to get more in return from the A's. So all of this year's spending has already been spent, which is fine, which is fine because it brought in future talent, talent that will be playing on into the future. That's fine. So whether there are 17,000 fans or 37,000 fans or 2,300 fans, that money's been spent. As we go on into the rest of the regular season, that money's been spent. So when the Cubs get to the offseason, Tom Ricketts is going to set his budget for Jed Hoyer. What is that number going to be? Why is it going to be that number? What is that number going to be? Why is it going to be that number? And, by the way, remember, we are staring down a lockout. A lockout, maybe a strike. My perception is a lockout. If Tom Ricketts expects a labor stoppage, which he very well might have a 95% certainty is going to happen. Again, this is no emotions. This is no emotions. 
This is what is actually going to happen if the owners have been having back-channel communications saying, yeah, I'm going to be voting for a lockout on December 4th, December 12th, something, you know, whatever day it is. Yeah, we're going to be having a lockout. If there's going to be a labor stoppage, why would Tom Ricketts, who already knows Cubs fans are very jittery about the future, not necessarily overly likely to come out in droves to watch a substandard team next year? Are Cub ticket sales in October, November, early December, are ticket sales for 2022 for the Chicago Cubs going to be incredibly strong or rather tepid, a little bit lukewarm, maybe even cold? You tell me. We're going to get to see the the crowds between now and September, uh, the end of September and early October. We're going to get to see the crowds. The money's been already spent, but we're going to get to see what the crowds are. What are the announced crowds going to be? How much is Tom Ricketts going to spend in the offseason on the roster? And what is your um, rationale behind that number? What's your rationale? What's your logic? What's your um, evidence? My thought is, Tom Ricketts isn't going to spend money. Which leads to the Nick Castellanos thing and my trip to the Cub Reporter. I don't go to the Cub Reporter enough. Um, There are some reasonably good questions and some fantastic answers. At some point, Saturday or Sunday, I think it was, either or, um, Arizona Phil popped on and noted what he expected for the short and possibly longer term for the Cubs financially. Arizona Phil has some contacts. He knows some things. He knows some people. Um... His opinion probably carries a little bit more weight than, you know, some random score listener or whatever, or somebody who said, well, I heard this from my barber's daughter's cat sitters, you know, whatever. Arizona Phil said something rather succinctly. He doubts Tom Ricketts is going to Invest in another Jason Hayward contract. He's not going to. Why would he? He's done one Jason Hayward contract and it completely didn't work. He's gun shy. He's a business owner. He's gun shy. To him, the logic behind investing in one player for eight years doesn't work. John Lester different. That was six years with an option. Perhaps, possibly, maybe 
that might play out. But as far as investing in Jason Hay a Jason Hayward type of contract, that's not going to happen. So whether it is Chris Bryant saying, I want eight years, not going to happen. Whether it was Bryce Harper saying, eight, I want eight years, not going to happen. Tom Ricketts does not believe in the eight-year contract, according to Arizona Phil. I believe it. Tom Ricketts looks at mm -hmm. things as an analytic, financially. Not an emotional, as an analytic. Eight-year deals have to work immediately or they're not going to work. The six-year deal with you, Darvish worked out fairly well. Worked out fairly well. But there's no reason now for Tom Ricketts or Jed Hoyer to aggressively seek out a major six-year deal or a major eight-year deal or anything even remotely of the fashion. Because Tom Ricketts' number is not going to be very large this offseason. What he's going to look at is, first off, he has Kyle Hendricks still. He has Wilson Contreras still. Nico Horner um, Patrick Wisdom, cost-free forever, basically, and uh, Nick Madrigal. He's got them. Now you start looking at the rest of the roster. Is Rafael Ortega worth keeping around next year? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe no. Cody Hoyer will probably be around next year. A lot of relief pitchers will be around next year. And that's it. So now, the question is, does uh, does Wilson Contreras get traded? And or does Kyle Hendricks get traded? In the offseason, they could probably fetch a decent amount, particularly if there's actually going to be a season next year. That doesn't much sound like Jed Hoyer is planning on contending in 2022 or 2023, does it? He's going to trade Contreras and or Hendricks. But what he's looking for, what Jed Hoyer is looking for, what Tom Ricketts is looking for is short-term uh, safety in case something bad happens. Then you toss in a whole bunch of Jack Peterson type of contracts. Somebody who thought that they were going to, again, this back to Arizona Phil, and he said nothing that I don't agree with. You get that guy who in the offseason thought that he was going to get a $14 million deal, $17 million deal, whatever. And then everyone else gets signed and he's not signed. Oh, how about this? I'll, I'll go play for the Cubs for a year or two. This player goes to sign for the Cubs. 
and the Cubs are just sloughing the entire season. Which leads to the fans staying away in droves if there is a season. And a whole bunch of Jack Peterson contracts, which mean anybody who is doing well in July, they get traded. Kind of like this happened this season. Until the talent internally develops. And if Brennan Davis becomes a player who, like Patrick Wisdom, plays well in his rookie year deal, then that's a long-term asset, potentially. People are talking about how well. Cubs are going to spend $150 million because that would be what I would like them to do. Possibly so, but that doesn't mean that's what's going to happen. Where's the evidence that Tom Ricketts is going to let Jed Hoyer spend a whole lot on a season that has a whole lot of doubt surrounding it? What is the logic behind Nick Castellanos thinking that owners like Tom Ricketts or his current Cincinnati owner, who's running away from pretty much everything he can financially, Cincinnati and St. Louis, I think they both had games where you know, at least one of them, and it might have been the, it might have been those were the two that, that had a doubleheader. One of the teams. I think it was St. Louis. I think it was St. Louis, but it could have been Cincinnati. Had the doubleheader. And you know how in the doubleheader you get to name the 27th man for the second game so that, you know, your pitching doesn't get overly taxed and all that kind of stuff? St. Louis or Cincinnati, one of those two teams that, nah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to call up a 27th man. If a team in the NL Central, is not even going to field an entire roster because it's too expensive. Why do you think Nick Castellanos and Nick Castellanos' agent are going to think, yeah, 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 it's going to work out fine. It's going to be absolutely swell and perfect all of the owners are going to spend aggressively in the... No, they're not. Owners are not going to aggressively spend in the offseason. And Nick Castellanos will have five days to decide after the World Series if he wants to accept his perfectly acceptable contract now. Or be a free agent during a lockout. Analytically, which is what matters in these sorts of decisions, analytically, do you think Nick Castellanos would rather accept his $18 million a year or open himself up to, well, who's actually going to be willing to spend money this offseason? If I were in his shoes, I would be much better at playing baseball than I do. 
And I would probably be more than willing to say, you know what? Cincinnati, I can hit in this park. I can hit in this park. The team is probably going to be among the top three in the division next year. So I might as well just stay here and take my $18 million. Within five days of the World Series closing, I don't think Nick Castellanos and his agent will make an aggressive, brash financial decision. Yes, I'm going to become a free agent, staring down a lockout. Or a possible player strike, either or. Nick Castellanos will stay. Jed Hoyer will have a quite limited budget. And he's going to slow play. Jed Hoyer's contract is through 2025. This is the first year of his contract. Next year is the second year of his five-year contract. He doesn't have to have a good team in 2022. He doesn't even have to have a good team in 2023. But by 2023, if the players that he is having developed in the minor leagues start to develop, start to show up, start to represent, then things will start looking better. And the next time that the things do look good for the Cubs, I don't know if he's going to be permitted to offer an eight-year contract. Which isn't very appetizing, is it? But owners are getting more risk-averse. At least until late July hits. If you are expecting a positive rush of cash from owners to the players, if you are expecting a positive rush of cash from Jed Hoyer to free agents, I think you might be sadly mistaken. Jed Hoyer will probably not spend a whole lot. And Jed Hoyer will not spend a whole lot and look for um, Nick Castellanos to not opt out. Nick Castellanos will stay. Jed Hoyer will not spend aggressively. We may have a lockout. Remember, every once in a while, go check the Cub Reporter. There's good stuff there. There's very good stuff there. And Arizona Phil is a fantastic resource if you have questions you want to have answered. And I'm glad I asked, and I'm very glad he answered, because now the next time somebody starts talking about Nick Castellanos, I can say, is he really going to opt out in the first five days after the World Series? Is he going to opt out in the first five days after the World Series, when in Australia there are zero fans at games because of Delta variant. Walk me through that. A lot of baseball is emotion from a fan perspective, from a business 
man perspective. It's cold, cunning um, logic. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it's going to be for a long time into the future. And what that means is once in a while you will have an absolutely horrible week in late July when your team trades away all the players you like. Because it's a business. Thanks for stopping by. Be safe. Be nice to others. And have a great week.